Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think it's time to do a pod. Um, 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 let's go. Hello and welcome to In the Pocket, the bass guitar podcast uh, where we get the lowdown on the low end. My name's Johnny, a totally average bass player, and each week I am joined by my favourite co-host to talk all about that bass. Yes, you know him, you love him. It is my friend, co-host, full-time session bass player, it's Mr. Chris Horrocks. Chris, hello there. How are you? That was a very, uh, that was a very Excellent. stoic introduction. Then, thank you very much. I enjoyed that a lot. Quite all right. Maybe I should come up with some different adjectives each. No, that's too much work. But yeah, that's, maybe that's fair. I should come up with different, different adjectives for you to just really pump you up before the show, um, just to get get your head going. You know, get you I'm in the a, game. I'm not dignifying this early in the game. I'm not dignifying that that with a response. I'm going to keep we're <laughs> one minute into the recording. This is going to be safe for work until further notice. You massive cock. <laughs> hey, stop. You're making me blush. <laughs> Have you had a lovely week? Uh, yeah, I've not done much this week. I've just been practicing for... Um, I'm pretty stacked for the next three weeks. So uh, this is a Wednesday, I think because I don't know what day it is. Um, so starting tomorrow, I do... It's like four gigs, go home, do nothing for three days. Do four gigs, go home, do nothing for three days. Um, and then repeat that one more time, and then it's Christmas. So basically, this is like my last day of being able to like play The Witcher, which is what I'm doing <laughs> at the moment. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm mad busy until then. So, yeah, it's been yeah. good. How nice. about you? Well, that sounds wonderful. Lots of gig, lots of games. Um, before we go on to me, have you played? You're playing The Witcher. You haven't touched God of War yet, then? Uh, no, I've not. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do The Witcher, uh, which will take me a thousand years. <laughs> I've got God of War ready to go. The first one. Oh. Um, and so I'm gonna enjoy that. And then once I've enjoyed that, uh, I will purchase God of War Ragnarok, and I'll enjoy that. And the reason why I'm waiting is because I'm going to get it secondhand from CEX, Ugh. where I have a um, I have sixty pounds of store credit. Ooh, what did you trade in, big boy? Very nice. Uh, it's not a fun story. <laughs> I bought an iPad for session gigs, um, a really old generation iPad to sit on my mic stand. You know, to have all my cheap music charts. Blah blah blah. Pretend you know you um, had to read. Bought it. the wrong one. Oh no! Yeah, bought. Too old. Um, Adobe Acrobat isn't recognised on that tablet. Uh, took it back. This must have been sixteen hours later. So like, the next day, first thing in the morning, and um, they said to me, "Yeah, you can have a. We can. Uh, yes, yeah, store credit. That's fine." And I was like, "Oh, come on. Oh, so CEX 
I won't say which store, but you know who you are. Um, I'm very disappointed. I refuse to ever call them by their real name. Sex. What do you actually call them? Well, it's called, oh, is, it's, that, is it supposed yeah, to be Yeah, it's that? actually called, in the adverts and in like podcasts I listen to, it's called Sex. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I feel wrong about I this. I expect to make a really harsh joke then. So, <laughs> please continue. <laughs> sex. Because no one who works here is having any. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> in the pocket. Sponsored by... No, we're not. Um, because sponsored by cash converters <laughs> find god of war in there you'd be lucky hey i actually i kind of prefer cash converters because i go in there going oh what cheap ass bases are going to be in here today um and i actually exactly really enjoy looking around for like cheap guitars um i nearly bought an epiphone explorer from cash converters when i was a teenager there was it was a it was the epiphone prophecy explorer uh, yeah. which has what, guitar, the guitar not bass the the uh, what's that? Yeah, guitar, guitar. Um, so I, I won't draw on this for too much longer. Um, like all black, black hardware, like kind of, I think it was passive EMG HZ pickups, mm-hmm. which are like the entry level EMG pickups, which are passive. Um, pretend ebony fretboard. I was like, that is instant 90s James Hetfield. I would like that, please. And uh, just didn't buy it in the end because I had no oh, money. Man. That's always a thing. Think of all the guitar. We'll have to cover that as a topic one time. What what are the ones that got away that you nearly bought but didn't? So not not yes. ones that you sold, but ones that you just missed out on buying, or you, or you wish you did. I have lords. Yeah, absolutely. I, I reckon if I cast my mind back, there 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 will be a lot. Hmm. Well, I, we'll have to. We'll save that one. We'll put that one in the pocket, shall we? <laughs> ah. And with that, let's uh, let's move on to our first question. submit questions on this podcast all you have to do is simply go over to instagram at johnny dibble that's me uh and submit on um on my story on there i'll put up a poll and you can type your little cute little questions in there for me to read and then we bring them along to this podcast chris you sometimes put up a post as well so so head over to at that guy on base as well uh obviously give him a follow um and yeah uh submit your questions here there everywhere chris have you got our first question I do indeed. So, question one of the uh, of the day. Um, this is a good one. This this is what are your biggest tips to up my skill on bass? Mm. Would you like to go first? Because I have my answer, and I think it's dead easy. But I want oh, you to go first. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. Play more. Um, I will. I will go first because <laughs> buy buy more basses. <laughs> That's how I did it. <laughs> That's how I'm still a quote the intro totally average. <laughs> um so for me i've I've got actually got quite a specific tip to give because i feel like we could be here all day saying like yeah you just gotta like play learn songs and uh play this and all this um uh so i kind of was going to avoid that and i'm going to give a specific tip that i actually did and really enjoyed and it made me spend hours playing bass so you know those on youtube they're like hours long stream or constant streams of lo-fi oh. hip-hop yes yeah 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 i i listen to those in the morning yeah. lords yeah yeah i've got it um, yeah. i'll play bass to those and that is a 
if, if you're feeling down or like i feel like oh, i'm not really feeling like practicing or you don't want it to feel like practicing or learning something picking up a bass and getting in that really chilled out headspace and just listening to that and playing or jamming along with your headphones hours of fun because each of like the tracks within there are about two minutes long and that's just enough to give you a bit of like improvisation play before then without warning the song kind of changes up and goes into something else completely different and it really forces your hand literally to like then think about playing differently as, as you've got to adapt to the song as it goes and Oh, I, I've got to get back into it to be fair because I found that then I started using some of those lines that I'd done in that um, or applying some of those um, some of those lines really because it's not really music that I would normally listen to on a day to day you know if I was going to go and learn something um, so I found it just brought something something different to my palette you know uh, but in a fun and chilled out way that, that really inspired me to practice and play more so yeah, bit of a bit of a bit of a weird answer for me there, but that that was my tip that came to my to my head. To my head, yes. I uh, I I like that a lot actually. Um, I think the reason why that would be especially good is it's you playing over something that you're not necessarily going to do day to day, and a lot of those lo-fi tracks in particular have really weird kick drum patterns because they're drum machines. Yeah. And they're not traditional things like a a drummer would do. Mm. I might give that a go, actually. I think that, that's quite good. That would also be really good if you're a... If you play any sort of more, like, melodic instrument, like just soloing over yes. over the chord changes, working them out by and, ear. And that is... Because they're going to keep the... That yeah. is what I mean, really. I It's not really... It's kind of, I guess it's kind of not really a good tip for practicing or, or getting better at being a bass player because it is a lot of soloing and just jamming over the top and like playing melodic things kind of high up on the fretboard. But it's it's a bit of a gateway drug into practicing again or getting inspired, I found. So rather mm. than... Yeah, this is probably not a good tip in terms of like, yeah, like take that to your to uh, band practice next time. All of this like melodic stuff that you've done, but for me, it's it's all about where that inspiration comes from and actually, you know, wanting to just play every day. Mm. Also, it's going to uh, if you go to band practice and tell everyone we're going to sort of jam over lo-fi beats for the next thirty minutes. It's going to massively diffuse any band arguments. That's true. That is very true. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the drummer's not going to know where to put his kicks. He's like, this is any, anything a human would do. I don't understand. This, this is ridiculous. The singer's just gone out of the room. That's that's half the problem's done. Gone. Yeah. They're, they're studying because that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> but what would be, Fair enough. What would yeah, be no. your playing tip, Chris? Um, really easy. Uh, record yourself as much as you possibly mm, can. Good one. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be. You don't need to have a fancy recording setup or anything like that. Just whatever you're learning, stick your phone in front of you and film yourself playing it and listen back because I guarantee you will pick up on mistakes that have only become noticeable once you've filmed it uh, that you didn't notice when you were just sat sort of on your own playing with yourself. So there's that. There's no problem. And then also, if you actually if you actually film yourself properly, so don't don't do the my first guitar cover thing where it's just the bass and you can maybe see your chin. <laughs> Take the camera, pan the shot back, and get all of you in it, 
and just get used to seeing yourself playing and then in the future if you're very used to that if it comes to like you're in a band and you're shooting a music video you're going to feel so much more comfortable with a camera in front of you if you decide you want to post something on social media again it's going to feel much more natural to you and also another thing you'll probably do which is certainly something i did when i started posting sort of like guitar covers on facebook when i was a teenager um as soon as you start filming yourself your plane goes out the window and uh you sound awful <laughs> and you make loads of mistakes but once you get up because you know there's a camera it's like there's someone looking mm. at you but if you can work that muscle and, and get over that hurdle and get confident on camera have it feel very natural to you your plane's going to get better you're going to identify mistakes easier because you're going to notice them as a spectator instead of a player um it's going to do wonders for your confidence in pretty much all aspects of being a musician and finally regarding the recording side if you have the ability to actually record yourself into something like garage band or something um play to a metronome oh. you know it's not it's not the end of the world but playing to a click is a really great skill to have as a musician because you know a click and a drummer are two very simple things it's very similar things as well in terms of a, a, a rhythmic thing that's not a very intelligent way of saying it but it's a rhythm for you to play to and it's going to work on you on your overall tightness because the, the metronome cannot lie it does not lie and it cannot lie so if it's out of time it's not the metronome it's you and then you now have something to work on but don't google how to quantize yourself because that's cheating you want to actually learn how to do it yourself to a click it's going to save you so much hassle when you get to more experienced things where you record for someone you're on stage and the band play to a metronome which is what i do a lot now of and um you're just getting that hurdle out of the way it's a good skill and it'll increase your um abilities of timekeeping definitely and they're things that matter so much and then you'll start recognizing more when other people are going out as well like i've had drummers i've worked with before that can't keep time and because oh, I, I'm, I, then I feel like I have a better ability of time here. I know that's, you know, I'm not a drummer and I'm, I can't, I'm not pretending to know how to play drums. Um, but that, you know, you can kind of, you start feeling it and you're like, well, this is, this is a completely different tempo now. I'm, I'm maybe they're aware of it, but you know, you, that's the fundamentals of it. And if you can learn, you know, everybody in the band is working down to the drummer who's leading it all. And then who's leading the drummer often? Oh, a click or like t- time itself, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. the fundamentals of all of it at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I love all that. And I, I, I totally agree, um, especially with um, the camera aspect as well. That's a really good point um, because I do it even now. Like I'll be like, okay, I think I've got some riffs in the bag. I'm, what I'm going to play when I demo this product. Okay, record. <laughs> And then I just like I cannot play at all, and I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Um, and so if you can over- worst, if you it? can overcome that, then you're you're gonna be better when the camera's not there as well. You know, it, the ability goes up like that. But it reminds me of my friend who used to, he was an insane guitarist, so good, and he used to do all of his practicing on an acoustic, um, so that he built up the tolerance of playing and used to playing the speed on an acoustic so that when he transferred to the electric it became so much easier and i was like wow what an interesting way to put a barrier in front of yourself to force yourself to get over it so yeah that is that is really good that's a really good idea and i think 
I might try and learn um, some sort of technical guitar riff on my bass first. And then, in fact, no, that'll be way too hard because then I'll get to play guitar and be like, it's all too small. (laughs) I can't, like... You make a massive... You're moving half across the fretboard to get to one string. Exactly. And that does happen to me. Like, if I have a couple of weeks of gigs where I'm only playing Mm. bass and then I need to play guitar for something, I I just... I can't play it. It's like... (laughs) It's like I'm playing Guitar Hero. Like, I just can't do it. You're like, what is this tiny, tiny guitar for little people? What is this toy? Let's move on to the news. It's time for the news. Here is the news. Um, we've got a couple of... Small bits of news, but big news, really, I think. Um, a couple of releases that have come out and some really interesting things and things that are good, things that are not so good out of all these news items, I think. Um, so let's kick things off with our, our best buds. Uh, it's it's Starglass Electronics, uh, a bass player's best friend. Uh, that's not their slogan. Um, and, you know, that's But not, it should be. But it should be. There you go. Pay me later. It's fine. Um, they have relaunched or revitalized, um, re-released, how much else can I say, uh, resurrected, there we go, the Duality Fuzz pedal. So we have now got the Dual Fuzz Engine 2, uh, or on, as it says on the front, DFZ, so Duality Fuzz. Uh, for those that don't the know, fuzz. the, the Dufuz 2, um, the Duality came out, oh, well, it's got to be like seven years ago, I think. Um, it's a, one of the first things they did. It is, yeah. They had the B3K out already, obviously. Um, I don't, and the Hyperluminal. Yeah. Um, what? The com- was that? Yeah, the compressor. Oh, really? Yeah, the compressor was one of the first things as well, I think. Oh, oh of course. I'm thinking no, of... No, I'm wait, thinking no, 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 of... no, no, no. Um, because they've done two. They've done the Hyperluminal and the Supersymmetry. Supersymmetry was the first one. Was it Supersymmetry first? Yeah, Hyper, uh, Hyper- okay, yeah, Whichever one doesn't one. have... Yeah, the one that has the touchscreen came later. Yes, that's the... That's why I was like, really? Um, and, uh, the yeah, so the Duality was like their flagship fuzz. Um, and, you know, it, it went down very well, and then it just disappeared. Gone. They've done, like, fuzzy distortion since, but not really a dedicated fuzz. So this is a welcome addition back to the fold of fuzz. Lots of Fs going on here. And speaking of lots of Fs, Flippinek, what have they done? Um, so I have got this pedal. Uh, Dark Glass sent it to me. I've, If you go and check out my channel now, at time of recording, there's uh, the demo has just come out. Um, and it's a great sounding fuzz. There's There's loads of different sounds in here, but there is a big... But um, it's it's in the same format. And he cannot lie. <laughs> this big butt will not be lying today, okay? Because there are um, there's trim pots, okay? Trim pots in the back. No thanks. Not a fan. It's the same format as the B1K. Um, if you know your dark glass, they've just released that, which is like the B3K in like a smaller housing. For the sake of a smaller housing and a cuter little design, they've put the filter control and the blend the clean blend control on the back of the flipping pedal and it's just a what a blasphemy thing to do like not not a fan uh chris what's what's your opinion on trim pots uh oh, well how much trouble am i going to get into apart from saying uh, mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna say useless 
for me. Oh, very That's good. How I'm going to put it. Very good. So not for everybody. Yeah, useless for me. Yeah, and it's... I think if if you're at home or you're in a recording studio and it doesn't, you know, it's not stuck down anywhere. You can just turn it over and tweak it or whatever. That's fine. I'm sure that will be more than fine for you. I cannot. I, I just. I cannot stress how much I hate the trim pots. <laughs> like it's just so incredibly useless for me as someone. If I'm going to use a pedal, it's going to be velcroed down with very strong velcro yeah. to a pedal board. And oh. there's going to be Velcro over that trim pot section as well. Yeah. Like, it's just... I see what they're doing. It is a cool idea. They're trying to get a smaller form factor. They're trying to have this kind of, like, minimalist aesthetic on the front of yeah. the pedal. That's cool. No, don't like it. Sorry, no, not, not for me. Not worth um, it. That's the thing. It's yeah. just not worth those benefits of the yeah. impacting the actual usability yeah. of the device. Like that should yeah. come first. Um, and yeah, for me, for me, it's a um, it's a B A B M. Buy a big muff. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, it. Yeah. It's. It, why would you want that over? something else i don't know and it's 147 pounds i think of a minute which i think i don't think is priced too badly considering but yeah you, you get you're buying it knowing that those features are being locked away in the back and they're not set and forget features that's the biggest thing about it the clean blend and a filter how much high end that can change depending on the amp, depending on the bass, depending on the room I'm playing in. I want full tweakability. If I'm going to have a physical knob to play with, pause for laughter. Exactly. Let's just um, let that let yeah. pause there. Yeah. Just let it simmer. Yeah, yeah. And continue. Um, then um, I want, you know, I want it to be accessible and there to use. I can't forgive them, which is annoying because I am I use dark glass products all the time. I use dark glass tones and everything. I really love the company. I love the products. I think I think it's fantastic, um, but I just it just it just frustrates me with the tone pot idea, especially because I have owned um, I've owned pedals that are a small format that do not give me this compromise, like the Tube Screamer yes. Mini. The Tube Screamer Mini has um, three different controls on the front. There's a one big one, which is the drive, and then there's a level, and there's a tone. And they're very tiny little trim pots, like you get on those small Moor pedals. Yes, exactly. I mean, for God's sake, Moor have like an eight-band EQ pedal. (laughs) I mean, only only ants can move the sliders, and it still works. Exactly, exactly. But but still, oh, yeah, Yeah. it just frustrates me because I just know it's a huge inconvenience to me. It's just it's just not beneficial to me. And Dark Glass, if anyone who works at Dark Glass or is in contact with Dark Glass, Doug, if you're listening, um, I love your company. You make the best bass products mm, in thank the you. world. Thank you. By far. I love your amps. I love all your pedals. I hate these two small pedals that you've done so far. <laughs> Please stop. And if you're thinking of doing a crossover-based distortion... If you put the high, if you put the high and low pass filters on the bottom, I will put all my stuff in the bin and buy a Sans amp. <laughs> I won't actually do that because I don't like Sans amps, but I want you to know the threat is there. 
Yeah, like what else? What do you know? What else could we put in the back? Should we put the switch in the back? Good, yeah. Put it in the back. You want to turn I think it on? Do a tuner next. <laughs> screen, screen on the back. Screen on the back. Oh, for for those sake. of you, for those of you listening at home, you've just witnessed the birth of a new catchphrase. Yeah, it's on the back. <laughs> it's on the back. Just put it on the back. It's on the back, man. It's on the just back. On the back. Welcome back. It's fine. It's on the back. Um, uh, welcome, welcome to in the back. Ooh, that sounds that that sounds painful. Get 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 out. As someone who's hurt the back this week. Get off your ivory tower. I'm in legitimate pain as we type this. Oh. Type this. <laughs> you okay? Sorry. It's been a long it's been a long day. I've played I've played the same Lionel Richie song six times today. <laughs> There's only so much time you can listen to Geralt of Riviera go fuck as well. <laughs> well, we we've been playing uh, twenty eighteen God of War in preparation for uh, again for, in preparation for playing Ragnarok. So for us, it's a lot of boy. It's a boy. Well, boy I've, and, I've watched. Mm. Have you watched the the video of that guy doing dad jokes? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, later on, like you you um you've got to put it on. It's on YouTube. He did two of them. He did one when the last game came out, and one for this one. It's like um, like a BuzzFeed style video where they just feed him dad jokes, and he says them in the in the Kratos voice. Amazing. The worst um, or best joke I heard the other day was why why does the baker have brown hands? Go on. Because he needed a poo. Oh, nice. Pretty good, huh? Nice. Pretty good. Anyway, let's let's crack on with the news. No, no, no. You've started this. God damn it, boy jokes. I'm giving you a dad joke. Um, I just got hospital hospitalised due to a peekaboo accident. They've put me in the ICU. <laughs> That's funny and you know it. Pretty good, Chris. That's why you're here. But to bring the badumtish. Uh, okay, okay, one more. One more just to redeem myself, please. If you If you'd be so bold. Okay. Um, my son Luke loves that we named our children after Star Wars characters. My daughter Chewbacca, not so much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm looking up to see if there's any um if there's any bass player um uh dad jokes. Okay, okay. Oh my god, that is oh, so go this is so bad. Okay. I'm ready. My body is ready. Oh, God. So bad. Jesus Christ. Um, What is the favourite food of a bass guitar player? Go on. E-string trees. Cheese. E-string cheese. That's somewhat accurate. <laughs> Do you like a cheese string? Yeah, actually, thinking about it, this is just facts. I'm more of a... I'd, I prefer a Lunchable. I mean, this could be a whole section, couldn't it? Bringing across our... Oh, my God. Some of these are so... Why can't DJs play the bass? They always drop it. Oh. Oh. Right. We need a we need a bass dad joke of the week now. Okay. Well, maybe we put it at the start of each episode. 
deal nice <laughs> you're welcome everyone that was that was 10 minutes of going off the rails uh to, to bring that to your plates you're welcome um let's move on to our next bit of news it is um uh the, the boys and girls and lovely people over at harley benton have um done what we all thought they should do and wanted them to do but kind of not really hmm, let's talk about it um they have released they previously released the um goto new uh, jazz bass with all the better specs better hardware um still weighed an absolute ton um but it was there like this is the the cream of the crop affordable jazz bass i've uh, improved all the bits you didn't like about it um and now they've done that they've rolled out that same kind of series if you like uh to a p bass or is a pj bass and a short scale mustang style bass um i i reviewed the harley benton um and the the jazz bass and all of the comments i i asked you know what do you want to see next from harley benton and nearly all of the comments were mustang 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 let's see a mustang want to see a short another short scale um and yeah like a couple of weeks later bam here it is um the pj as well a lot of people were like i I love this but i I don't want another jazz bass i'd like to see this on a p bass so then bam here it is they released both i think on the same day or like a day apart um they come in the same finishes as the new one as well so it's like a burgundy mist it's they've got black one daphne blue surf green shell pink um i think that's it for those um but yeah really cool all matching headstocks um i'm glad that they've done it yeah, they're great products um i wonder how much that mustang's gonna weigh uh given the the obscene weight of the jazz bass and i expect the p bass as well um yeah i'd be interested to know uh what was your first thoughts when you saw these uh love it i think i'm just looking at the pjs as well and i think um i mean this is 200 pounds yeah that's really cheap for an instrument. Crazy. Like real I mean, you know, it's a laurel fingerboard. Um it's an older body. So yeah, look, come on. That you know, this isn't panga panga and babinga and roasted maple dipped in chocolate and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> um so you know, we're not breaking the bank on stuff, but you've got goto machine heads. There's nothing wrong you know, that that's that's a solid choice. You you're gonna struggle to find anything at that price yeah. range with better statistics absolutely graphite notes and this kind of stuff like yeah like and I'll it have comes you know, with diodario strings as well well that's half the price exactly. that's a quarter that's of the money quarter there. of the bloody price <laughs> you get a five string you're yeah. absolutely laughing what you want to do is get a five string which they don't do you should do um take the strings off sell the strings you just got 25 percent of your money back yeah flipping neck. that is that's good going um they call me the base version of Del boy um I'm trying to think of a, a pun related to Dell. Um, no, it's Adele. Uh, Adele, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> um, with this bass, um, and they're right. Like you're not going to have any tuning issues with these because with affordable instruments, that's normally the first thing to have problems with. You know, cheap hardware. The the Goto tuners are so so lovely. Um, and we've got brass tail pieces on the bridge as well. So like you said, you're not going to find these specs anywhere else uh, for this price range. Um, 
Now, I do want to say something about the Mustang because it's all good and well. Yes, they've finally done it, but it's like they've they've um, tripped at the last hurdle because it's a PJ configuration and we've got a volume and a tone knob. That's it. There's no there's no Hang on a minute. there's no pickup selector. I no. I'm not joking. I'm I'm looking at it right now. Like Volu well hang on, it says volume it, and tone controls. Yeah, that's it. Are you having a Scooby Doo? No. This is ridiculous. that that's Oh Right Harley Benton. Right? That is oh that's so dumb. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, I, I can't I actually can't think of anything apart from like well I hope you like your mid scoops because that's what you're getting yeah <laughs> yeah like how could you be like oh my goodness like surely that's that is not a difficult thing to put in or even just have two volume knobs that happen I I I almost I, I I keep I'm looking <laughs> I'm on the website right now I'm looking at the picture and my mind. Well, is refusing to believe what I'm seeing. Yeah, and like I, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the volume knobs right now, going, "Is that stacked? Surely it must be stacked. I must be getting it. This must one. be stacked." But silly me. Yeah, uh-huh. no, I've zoomed in on it. I've looked at a different picture. No, um, yeah. Although I will say, just to quickly redeem it, uh, the sunburst one, uh, matching headstock. Oh, they've all got matching headstocks. Well, they're all, ma- well, they're all matching. Well, I didn't notice because I was looking at the natural one, so uh-huh. I just thought it was the same color. But um, yeah, matching headstocks, cool. Um, oh my! I, I, oh, I can't. Oh, I can't even. What? <laughs> Isn't it though? It's like they're like, yes, here you go, but it's useless. <laughs> it's like um, it's it's like there's that TikTok audio. I don't know who said it. I think it's Kevin Hart who says it. Where it's like, I get the ball, I pass, I run with it, shoot miss and that's the end of the audio so it's like it's it's almost like a it's a short scale it's got this it's available in um burgundy mist tortoiseshell pickguard goto hardware and then there's no pickup selector yeah and it doesn't work oh it's a five quid it's a five pound modification if that and these are again the you, this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> You're like, oh, I might check one of these out. Oh, maybe not. Oh no, 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 no! I won't be doing. I won't be doing that. Short oh. scale. That's your thing, and it is not mine. But um, oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Hundred ninety nine pounds. So it's the same price as the other ones, and you know, mm. people are gagging for these. So it's like, come on, <laughs> really, really, wow. Uh. I need to just quickly check something on this. Give me one second, because this will ruin my day. Hang on. Let me just... um, I'll be two seconds. Okay. Uh, I'm on the PJ one. Okay. It looks like there's two volume controls and a tone. Yes. So that's okay. Yeah, the PJ is fine. Oh, my. Oh. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, and they do do a five string. There's a five string here. What? Is there? No, no, wait, no. That's the non one. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. This guy's just dropping the bad news. The, oh, this is... So, to conclude, um, buy a sire, everyone. Yeah. The next best thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
by quite a long way. Yeah. Come on, guys. Come on. Oh, this oh. has been a really downer news section, apart from the bit in the middle yeah, that we didn't really, talk about news. This, is, this has been a re- We've been... We shouldn't do podcasts in the evening anymore. We're clearly in bad moods. Yeah. Because, well, no, this is part of some bad mood because it, this just sucks. <laughs> it's just bad. Yeah, this isn't great. Uh, well, let's let's lighten our spirits, um, shall we? And um, move on to the next question. Question two. Um, another good one, actually. Lots of great questions this week. Uh, this one says, Is it normal to go through seasons of wanting to play other instruments, brackets, guitar, piano, etc., close brackets, versus bass? Ooh. To do... Firstly, sacrilege. Yeah, bass do... is the only instrument you need. <laughs> do we ever, blasphemy, think of playing touching other bits of wooden string with our hands um yeah um hate to say it um yeah i kind of kind of do sometimes um <laughs> and then fail miserably and then just return to playing the bass um not that the playing the bass is a low instrument that's not what i'm saying at all um they give the examples of guitar and piano um i know you're a guitarist um and uh, i've got a guitar that i play i wouldn't consider myself a guitar player um, I guess I am, but I'm just not good enough to, to, to play guitar in a band. Um, I just use it for recording and stuff. For me, the, the the instrument I've always wanted to play or like always feel the need, like, oh, I'd love to play this song on this, is the drums. I have... Oh, same. I'm, I'm terrible at the drums. I've never played a proper... I had a proper session on the drums. You know what I mean? Like, I, I couldn't... I struggle to do the very basic thing on the drums, uh, but I love them. And I, I, whether that's just a rhythm thing, where my like for love for bass comes from originally, I just uh, sometimes I really want to smash things, you know. Um, and I just I'm always drumming to myself. Um, there's so many innuendos in here, and somewhat you have to forgive um, forgive us or me. So th- for me, it's the drums. Um, and what I want to do is maybe one day um, also play some kind of classical instrument as well. Like, I've always had a soft spot for, like, cellos. Like, I'd kind of really like to have one one day to, to play with or, or to, to, to try and have some lessons with or something like that. I should really say double bass, but I don't know. I just like the cello. It's bloody nice sounding, isn't it? Um, mm. So, answer is... Yes, it is normal because you're a musician. You're not just listening to bass all the time, uh, although I wish we could. Um, There are other instruments in there that sometimes you hear and want to take a crack at, you know. Um, And piano is quite closely linked to bass as well in in the notes that they're sometimes hitting. uh, And because obviously they've got so many octaves that they play with sometimes, they do end up in our realm. uh, And also... Um, the kind of role that they play sometimes is similar. So it's it's absolutely natural to think, oh, I'd like to play a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, what do you think? Um, well, firstly, the question meant said is, you know, is it normal? And the answer is, yeah, of course it is. Like like you just said, Johnny, you know, you're you're a musician or you're a you're a lover of music in some way, shape, or form. So 
yeah, like, you know, it's perfectly fine to want to play other things. Like, you know, you're not going to, no one's going to kick you out of the bass player club because you picked up a guitar or sat on a drum kit. I, I mean, there'll be some people who would suggest that, but, you know. Um, yeah, like, you know, I, I was a guitarist before I was a bass player for, like, quite a long time before I went anywhere near a bass. Um, I wish I was a drummer. Um love programming drums mm, me too uh, and then what else yeah it's really it's quite therapeutic in a weird way isn't it yeah i've got um I've oh, got a, you use a keyboard i yeah. don't even do that do you know yeah i i i physically play it in like if i've written something or i'm like all right i want the i want it to do this i'll i'll play the kick and the snare how i want it and then i'll go in and quantize it and, and add the symbols in but i'll play it all in uh mostly and then apart from like the, like little individual tom hits and things like that and accents i will hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do that afterwards, of course, but yeah, I, I really like that part of it, of songwriting. Yeah, and... and exploring other instruments can only lead to advantages when you come back to bass for example like you know you know i'll go away and you know i'll go away and if i if i have to play guitar on a few things for a bit when i come back to the bass i find my picking has got a lot better yeah because i've been playing you know a smaller instrument that requires a bit more fine mortar skills or yeah. when i've been thinking about drums or i've been programming like a keyboard part you know, I might come up with some like chord ideas or or something on a bass synth that I'll go, oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try and learn that on bass guitar and see if it takes me somewhere else. So yeah, perfectly normal. Absolutely go for it, um, but don't play it for too long because obviously then we'll have to kick you out of the bass club. Yeah. So as long as you don't tell anyone, as long as it, as long as it, don't worry about keep it. Keep it to yourself. As long as it doesn't become your number one, then you're okay. Yeah, don't you go bringing that round here, sunshine. Oh. Um, yeah, it, it makes total sense. Like, and it kind of links back to the the tips of the of how to get better at playing. You know, or to um, that we talked about earlier. This can be one of those as well. Go and play another instrument for a bit and see how that then impacts your bass playing, because um, it might bring an extra flavour or skill that you picked up from from doing something else. Marvelous. Let's. Um, I think it's time listen to some tones don't you and some tasty tones at that so let's move on to our next segment this next segment is my favorite segment it's called that tone you own uh this week the lovely chris has brought along a tone of his um chris do you want to set this one up because 
this is a new a hot off the press track that we're gonna we're gonna hear now <laughs> or hear the the base of and i thought of you instantly when i saw it had been released give it give us a uh, give it some context very well well this is um at time of recording i've just posted this on my instagram this is the audio from a, a little snippet of a cover I've done of the new Metallica single, Whoa. which I keep constantly forgetting the name. It um, begins with an L, I think L, it's called it? Lux, Lux Eterna. Um, if you know what that means, please let me know, because <laughs> I haven't a clue. Um, but yeah, uh, as soon as I heard this, fell in love with this immediately. Um, for those who don't know, Metallica is my favourite band by a very very long way um i will talk about metallica all day every day if you want to do a metallica special we can do that easy peasy because <laughs> they've had three different bass players so there's lots of stuff to talk about and they're all very different i was gonna say yeah so there's that um so yeah i d- did a cover of the new song um despite being incredibly hard to play uh it's really good fun and it's really hard because it's basically 16th notes constantly at 132 beats per minute, so it's mm. quite, it's quite rapid. The fact that Robert Trujillo plays this with his fingers um, is insane, because um, I was playing it with a pick, and I have absolutely worn a pick away practicing <laughs> this today. Turned to dust. Like, completely. My right forearm was killing me, and my right forearm is bulletproof. It's had plenty of practice, that thing. Let me tell you. Absolutely. Wow. Well, but let- yes. Um, let's have a listen to it. my god <laughs> now bass it's funny like bass, bass and metallica sometimes you think like oh, you can't hear it in some in some albums and things like that that's the like the go-to thought for me holy crap that is a thunderous tone and i can just hear that punching through that mix um if, if the rest of the mix was there you know um so what went into this obviously that is your erudite jazz bass isn't it it is indeed very very nice um loaded with emg pickups isn't it is it it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, active one. that one isn't it yes it's active there's no um there's no tone controls or anything like that on it um they're in the back <laughs> uh, pop, pop, just where they belong <laughs> absolutely no no so it's the it's the standard active EMG PJ configuration where there is a preamp and it lives in the control cavity with the torn pots and the battery, but there's no um, there's no tweakability. That's just what it sounds like. Okay, so it doesn't. Like that, you know, to be fair. yeah. I mean, it doesn't do too much to be honest. It's a boosting output. As for those of you who've just heard it, it's very bright um, because unfortunately you need to be very bright when you're playing with a pick sometimes to kind of get through the mix. And also the strings on the bass aren't super fresh. 
They've been around the block a little bit, so I did have to kind of tickle up the treble a tiny bit on the amp to compensate. Uh, but yeah, it's my it's my Japanese Eurodyne with EMG pickups. The bass is actually strung B E A D at the moment, but that's irrelevant to the song. The song's in standard tuning. You ah. can just play it in standard tuning. It's in A. Um, I just really wanted to play this bass, so I've just played everything one string higher than what you would do normally. So. When you watch the reel, you'll probably look at it and go, well, that's not an A, <laughs> but it is. I am playing an A. It just looks like a D. I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah. And in terms of, do you want me to go through the signal chain now, or do you want to talk about a different bit first? Go through that signal chain, baby. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, I mean, it's pretty easy. Um, bass. There's a cable, obviously. <gasps> wow. I could uh, no, really I ran this one cable. wireless, actually. I could um, really hear that yeah. cable tone. Oh, mm. is that two meters or three? You'll never know. <laughs> um, and then it goes, it actually goes into my quad cortex and then into my audio interface. And then that was it really. But the quad cortex isn't actually doing a lot really. I'm not doing a million things. So I've got, I've got some compression at the start. Then we are going into um, the B3K that lives inside the quad cortex as an adjustable uh, pedal, almost like a pedal. Uh, the blend's quite low, the drive's not too high, uh, and the level's boosted a little bit, and all it's really doing is giving a bit of grit to the signal. Then, yeah. because I would love to own one of these, and there's no way I can pick one up, uh, it, phys- physically, because it's a really heavy amp, it goes into a Mesa Boogie 400 Plus, Ooh. which is like my dream amp. Nice. And uh, yeah, into a, into an 810. And that's basically it oh wait actually at the end of all that before it comes out of the quad cortex there is a capture of a noble di oh so is yeah. it like a blended sound then that of that no it's that all di one... and the amp nope i'm feeding i'm 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 kind of cheating really i'm going if you imagine like the blocks that you would get on like a hx stomp or a kemper or a, an axe yeah. or whatever it's compressor Dark glass pedal, Mezaboogie, cab, Noble Di, and then wow. out of the Noble Di, yeah. So I just uh, I just stuck it at the end to see what it would do, and it stands out. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's actually uh, it's actually one of Ivan's captures. Yeah, uh, uh, Ivan Karanska, who um, mm. you know, previous alumni, uh, fellow bass YouTuber. Uh, he released. He he owns a Noble Di, and he put on the Quad Cortex Cloud. I'm going to say 10 captures of the Noble DI in various um, pedal positions. So, you know, bass at 9, treble at 10, 12, flat, you know, all these kind of things. Yeah. And that one at the end is like a bass at 12, treble at 12. And it just, it kind of, I had to drop the output of the capture down to compensate it because it was a big lift in volume. But once I've gain matched it and it doesn't change the volume, it kind of sounds like it scoops it a tiny bit, but bumps oh, nice. the low end and the treble. And it really actually, I would say, is a really big part of the sound. Actually. Yeah, it, sometimes it's one of those things that if you you could get used to it without it, but then when once you add it in, you're like, oh yeah, that's obviously better. Like just adding a tiny bit of almost like a smiley face EQ on the end, just just to bring out the bits that you really want to pop. Yeah, um, it kind of. I, I I noticed when I played it with the backing track, because also I use an app called Moises to remove Ooh. the uh, bass from songs. 
which is very oh, useful. Nice. Yeah. Uh, mostly, I think it's more drummers that use it really because it can remove drums really well. Um, but I found when I added in that DI capture and it added that bit of scoop, it was like um, all of a sudden I was sat on top of the kick drum. I was out of the way of the guitars, but then that pick attack was really, really punching through. And, yeah, so um, you can cut through in the right place. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm very happy with the tone. Uh, I think I'm going to use that tone for my next couple of gigs um, oh. with the option to turn the drive on and off, basically. Yeah, really nice. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah, that sounded so good. And uh, I, I would, you know maybe say better than better than the original tone on the on the, on the track Ooh, i think it lot, sounded a lot louder yeah well exactly <laughs> uh let's do them some justice if you just if you just re-record them all through that and then send it on i'm sure they'll add it into the mix well um, if, if anyone in metallica is listening um they are if if rob ever falls down the stairs fell pushed who knows um i don't need a rehearsal i know all of your songs uh, and yeah, I'm ready to go whenever you want. Let's uh, let's do it. And also, uh, Nickelback, if you're listening, uh, same applies. Oh, great. Well, I've looked at... Hang on, let me just check the analytics. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, they uh, they watched... They they listened to the last one, and then, weirdly, they're listening live now. We've got them live on air. Is chat... Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. No, that's not a thing. Um, and it never will be, damn it. Maybe. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe if you share this podcast with your friends and give it five stars, maybe it will. One day. One day. Um, Chris, thank you so much for bringing along that wonderful tone. It sounded beautiful. As beautiful as the man who's played it. Oh, thank you very much. That's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. Ever. Ah, wow. You've had quite a sad little life, haven't you? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Thank you for recognizing it. Thank you let's, for making um, me a part of this. <laughs> and with that, let's move on to the to the last segment of the show. It's time for the big base debate. Um Chris, what are we big base debating today? Um we're debating something. And I'm just going to stall for a moment while I load up my notes because I may have gone off them. And here we are. Hey, that's um, fine. Stall as long as you want, This man. is an interesting yeah. one. So <gasps> this week's big bass debate is uh, the most disappointing bass you've ever played. Um, so like me, incredibly disappointing. Um, <laughs> to give a bit more information, uh, so, you know, a bit more context, this is essentially like the highest expectation you've had before you've played a bass and then basically you've picked it up started playing and gone oh i hate this this is horrible this it's is like, not you know not worth the hype at all it's like the it's like the catfishing equivalent of a bass you know you think it's essentially gonna, yeah it's gonna be great and then oh, it's not great wow um this is a this is a great question i think um because I feel like we've probably all had this kind of moment. Um, I've got a couple in mind. I've got three that I've pulled together. Um, should we go one each? Go back and forth? Well, I currently can only think of one for now. Okay. okay. The simple... Uh, no, I can think of two. So, yeah, we can do that if you want. Um, okay. I'll, I'll start. We'll go to you. Go on. Then you, you, go you, you try... Also, it's probably worth noting... You try out a lot more basses than I do. That's true. I do, that... I do not touch 
faces that do not already belong to me. That is that is true. Unless you go to cool cool base hangs, but that is you know you don't want to be trying true, bad bases. They were bases all very there. good. Exactly. They were all very um, good. So the first one for me um, is is the Squire Contemporary P base, uh, the one that turned up broken twice and then damaged the third time. That whole fiasco that led to the lovely Fender visit. Um, that I had high expectations for it because I thought, oh, what a cool, in a you know, different product from them, different finishes, really cool. Let's get it. Oh, I couldn't be more disappointed, <laughs> you know, in, in all three of those that I had. It was a, it was a pain. The one I've got now that's hanging on my wall behind me is is the damaged one. Uh, and it's still, I still enjoy playing it. It's still not a bad base, but it's, it's not great. And because of those quality control issues, it was just such, so bad in reality, just given my high expectations of it. So that would be my my first one that that came to mind immediately of like oh yeah that was that was big time disappointment when i got that <laughs> twice um what's what's your first one uh mine is the now i can't remember the actual full title of the base because as you're about to hear um it's an ibanez <laughs> it's an ibanez no one... yay yay <laughs> um it's the ibanez SRS something zero five sack the person who names your bases MS. Uh, oh, it's, the fan, it's the it's the fan fret one that's about eight hundred quid. Wow, interesting. Yeah, because people and that's like what came out last, A while last ago. year, year before. Uh, maybe I think they had an older version as well. Um, mm. Basically, I mean, it, to be honest, it could have just been shipped with dead strings. There was that too, maybe. Basically, um, during the pandemic, uh, I really wanted to get, I really wanted a fan fret five string because the band I was in at the time, um, there were a few things where I could really, really use a low B and a, and a low A. Yeah. Like, I could really, ben- really benefit from that. Um, and, you know, just thought this was the best option. I couldn't afford a ding wall. This was a thousand pounds cheaper. I thought. You know, I'll give this a go. So I call up PMT. They don't have one in stock, but they can get one in for me. I think I had to pay like a, a deposit to get it to come into the store. Okay. Um, it showed up like this was this was like I'm going to say May 2020. So but you know, really bad. You know, mm. where it was like you know one in one out of the shop. Oh, um, someone checked my temperature on the way in. You know, like like you know re- proper proper lockdown um so yeah um got in picked the bass up hated it no played really nice played just fine sounded like crap do you know what uh, so i've played one of these as well and i kind of thought the same in terms of sound i was just like not bowled over by it at all i was just like preamps pretty uh, and it just doesn't give you that like really and my one i expect would have been a dead string issue from from memory because it was one that i picked off the shelf in pmt not one that was ordered in but was yours a new brand new then no one else has played it apparently i can't be an old string then surely yeah and i will say it's quite dull sounding yeah this isn't the headless one this isn't the headless one that came out Oh. This is the one, the previous one, the 
SRM Sorry. or something like that. They're a really Sorry. cool looking bass. Yeah. No, I've played the EHB and that was all right. I just think the pickups are a bit lacking. Personally, that's, that was what I. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's boxy. I think it sounds yeah. a bit cardboard like. That's how I'd describe it. Um, but yeah, this is the model before it, which has a headstock. Um, gotcha. Yeah, there's no other way to say it apart from it just just sounded crap, like really crap, and I was really gutted. Um, I think they gave me. I think PMT gave me my deposit back, which is quite nice of them in the end. That's um, good. Because I think I got there and I was like, I really don't like this. Um, I'm not going to buy it. Really don't like it. I'm going to guess either strings were a bit dead or the battery was already on the way out when it arrived or it could be a quality control issue. You know, yeah. these yeah. things happen annoyingly. They shouldn't do, but they do. Um, do you remember what the pickup, what brand of pickups they were? were the, yeah, I think they're Bartolini's. Ah, there's your problem. <laughs> or they, no. You know, I'm going to quickly, I'm going to quickly uh, have a quick look because it's one no. of the two. I know a lot of people have a um, lot of love for Bartolini's, including Matthew, who's probably listening to this, um, who's a Bartolini artist, actually, as well. Um, but they, they just don't... They've never done it for me. Like, mm. I, they, they sound good, like, depending on the genre, but for, like, what... I expect what you were going for there, as well, is, like... Uh, you're going for, like, quite high-output sound. I just don't uh, think Yeah, they... I was going for... I was going for Mean Lean Gent Machine. Okay, big, big, clanky boy. Yeah, I just don't think oh, they yeah. work well for that, and which is weird because on a, like a multi scale like that, you'd think that's what it would be built for. You, you, you know, it's, I'd rather have a set of VMGs <laughs> or like um, mm. Nordstrands or something over over yeah, Bartolini's. Yeah, um, I have checked. It is Bartolini's Bartolini pickups, okay. um, the BH two to be specific. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, to be fair, like, so brand new, the £919, which is not not bad, really, for especially for a multi-scale instrument. I think what I would probably do in the future, if I ever saw one come up secondhand, and it had just had the living shit kicked out of it, you know, like, it was, and it wasn't going for a lot of money, I yeah. think I would buy one and just immediately put better pickups in it and be like... Okay, this is my this is my five string now, and I think it yeah. would genuinely sound really good. It's just that one, no, just wasn't very good. I'm afraid, yeah. unfortunately. And that, and when you're when you've ordered it in specially, you wait for it. You've gone in the shop, especially during those you know, yeah, d- yeah. horrible pandemic times. You're like, oh, oh what a, what a letdown. So that literally fits yeah, the category quite... of expectations versus reality. Yeah, and I'd waited for a long time. I think yeah. I think. I'm going to say I waited for um, about three weeks, I'd say, in the end. Okay. Sheesh. Because they, um, you know, it was back when it was like, oh, you know, it's going to take... Oh, I remember why. So what they had to do was it had to arrive at the shop. <laughs> uh, bless Sorry, you. It had to arrive <laughs> at the shop and then no one was allowed to touch it for five days. It had it was COVID. Like proper, pro- yeah, because it had COVID. And then I could go in and then because I didn't want it, they said well, we're going to have to just put it back in the box now. We can't touch it for like a week. And then someone else will come pick it up. It'll then stay in the warehouse for a week. Oh, and then it can be put back in. You know, it's like that kind of thing was slowing the process down. Yeah, gosh. Oh, just the worst yeah. times, wasn't it? Mm. Hell. Um, well, speaking of worst, let's move on to my, my one. Hey. Um, uh, 
and the my, my second one I thought of, which one mother isn't isn't a bad base. I don't think. In fact, I don't think it's a bad base by by any while. But I was just kind of really disappointed with it and i thought like oh this is going to be really cool and i just didn't think it was very cool um and it was the squire affinity both squires so far uh squire affinity jaguar h so the like i had it in the the lake placid blues medium scale base single humbucker in the bridge on a jaguar i was like this is all worlds are weird and I'm here for it, you know, let's see what this can do. And I was just so underwhelmed by the by the sound. I just thought it it didn't give you that humbucker thing that is nice from a bridge humbucker and then like the nice scoopy sound and it was a bit honkier because of the medium scale. I just it was just weird and it just didn't really suit me, I don't think. And it's like I said, not a bad base. It's it does what it says, I think. But I think based on reality, I was I was expecting it to be something it wasn't, and therefore it disappointed me. Um, so yeah, I, and I think the fact that it was an affinity series base and not a classic vibe. You're talking like around two hundred pounds for this. Um, the amazing quality. I. I there was some bits on the neck that felt a bit strange, but having spoken to lots of other people that have had them, they didn't have something similar. So it just sounds like a quality control thing on my one. But so, so meaning that you could get better ones. But I just just was very underwhelmed with it and thought, uh, mm. I thought this was going to be something really special or something really cool. Um, and I was, and I, you know, I was, I was hoping it would be because it was the only one that wasn't like a classic here's a jazz bass here's a pj bass you know it was the weird one and i was like oh yes let's let's see what this is like oh i hope i was rooting for it you know to be good but uh, i just didn't really enjoy it that much have you um have you ever played a medium scale bass i know you're not a short scale guy um no i never played anything apart from a standard uh i played a 34 and a 35 and i've played the ding walls that, that goes mm. up to a 37 obviously but no, never played a, a short scale bass. I'd be keen to, I'd be keen to give him a whirl. I don't, you know, I don't think it would be for me. But I have no the, reason to say why. I could be completely wrong, and it could be amazing. That's the thing, and and it's totally dependent on what you're going to use it for with short scales, because they're not they're not applicable to a lot of things. But what they, you know, the, the things that they're good at, they're great at, you know, and they've got a totally different vibe to i think like long scales but and then with medium scales you kind of get this middle ground that you know you kind of don't really get the best of both worlds um you're kind of just getting half and half of both so i think that that I, i'm not really into the medium scale thing it, it doesn't give me what mm. i want <laughs> um out of it uh or maybe i just haven't tried enough i'd be willing to try out one of their like jaguars maybe um but yeah the the squire jaguar h just a just a meh you know um so that was my second one what oh well. is your second one? Oh no anyway um yeah so mine now i'm going to be a bit controversial with this one because i'm not going to say the name of who it was because i did nearly have a professional relationship with this con with this country <laughs> <laughs> it's his place to pause <laughs> yeah um company so i did nearly have like a, a proper 
professional big boy endorsement conversation. Well, I did have the mm. conversation. It mm. just didn't go that way for um, a few reasons. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to say who they are, but basically they are a very high-end custom guitar and bass company that um, are not based in the UK, and that's all I'll say on the matter. So uh, very popular. Lots of very, very big-name people play them, especially now. Um, I'll tell you later, but I'm not telling yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, I'm, I'm asking the question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'll t- you listen here, Sunshine. Uh, you will tell me. Um, so, yeah. Basically, um, I was recording with two of the instruments, um, a PJ five-string and a four-string J-bass. They looked amazing. Um, but this felt like crap. Really? Basically. Um, I, but you know what? Because I, I'm a Libra and I have to, you know, <laughs> I, have to, I have to be balanced and defend everyone, I'm going to go ahead and say whoever set them up uh, didn't know what they were doing or had a preference for action that was so <laughs> incredibly low that, every, that there was no note. It was just transient. And this was this was for heavy music as well. I might add in a, in low tunings, so everything yeah. just sounded like fretboard slap. It was just like yeah, it sounded like I slapped every note. Um, but yeah, just I expected to fall in love with them immediately because they're just so damn expensive, basically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, really didn't get along with them. Um, didn't use them on the recordings in the end ended up actually using my squire uh, to do wow. quite a lot of it because it was just because like um, just unfortunately it was just set up better it just it just there was notes johnny there was actual notes mm. <laughs> not just fretboard noise but yeah um that's all i'm gonna say um because in the future there's no reason to say why i might not work with them again in the future uh your products are probably very nice i just don't like the preference of the person who set them up which is weird because you think if it's coming from there, if it's a more custom place, that it would be set up like top notch. Yeah, I, but it I can't was, think but... that it would be somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. You know, well, it probably was, but the guy who set them up was a guitarist. <laughs> it's like this is how it should all be, especially for yeah. this genre. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that happening. Um, oh, well, what a shame! What a disappointment! Um, I'm, I've got a few ideas. We'll have that discussion a little later. I would be really surprised if you guess it. But when we end the episode, oh. I will spill the tea, so it, uh, so it, uh, so they say. Wow, wow, the bass guitar tea. Yum, yum. Um, my last one uh, is I've gone from a long scale to a medium scale, and now I'm at a short scale because... My the most disappointing bass I've played is the Fender Player Mustang bass. Um, I just thought it was bad. Um, again, might have got a bad one, but when you start getting to this level, you know they're like six, seven hundred, seven hundred new, I think. You know, you shouldn't be expecting this kind of thing to happen. You're not allowed, I, you're not allowed a bad one at that price no, range. It's just not no. allowed. 
No. Uh, and this one, the the toggle is terrible quality, really like flimsy, and like it poked out loads. So like if you were to take it in and out of a bag. You know, it could get, could get caught oh, on no. things. I'm not surprised it was loose. The tuners felt naff. The, the um, fretboard sprouting. Oh, my goodness. It was so bad on this one that I had. Um, you know, I've had a £90 Harley Benton that blew that thing out of the water in terms of, like, feel. Um, I just... And the pickups I just didn't really like. Uh, I was really in the game for a Mustang. I've got one again now but a more traditional one um that one's got a pj configuration like standard looking size pickups uh and does it have a pickup selector <laughs> yeah that was the worst thing about it <laughs> maybe that's the it thing was on it, the back. It, yeah it was in the back it snapped off um yeah that it might as well not have one um because it was so such bad quality maybe hey, maybe that maybe that's what the harley benton one is it's in the back so that it's not too flimsy Ah, it's a trim part. Got it. <laughs> nice. Maybe they've got on-off switches on the, on the top of the pickups. It's a collaboration with Dark Glass. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Don't hate us. They've actually just liked my thing on Instagram. Isn't that funny? Literally, oh, that's good. Speaking. As we're speaking. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> they're they're going to swiftly take back that like. Whoops. Um, so, yeah, the, the Fender Player Mustang, it was just bad all over for me i didn't even really love how it sounded either um at the time i was just like ah this is not what i want at all and i'd heard like such amazing reviews about it like people raving they've sold so well and people love them you see them everywhere but yeah i just just didn't see what the hype was about again might might have got a stinker but boy did it stink um lots of things wrong with it so well that's a shame big shame this has been this has been a podcast full of shames <laughs> this has been a, a a positively miserable podcast this week <laughs> yay two happy yay. boys doing the pod Woo. Woo. <laughs> everything is awful newsflash all the time it's bad um yeah that's that that's so that's my list i'm sure after this i might think of some more because i've played quite a lot of bases over the past two years since starting the channel um and yeah some have been good some have been pretty pretty bad um i'm trying to think of ones that are from my past from my past uh of ones that i've just been like nah nah not for me no good Mm. um but yeah, kind of, kind of struggling to think of any more. So I think I'll, I think I'll leave mine at that. Um, once again, everybody, thank you so much uh, for listening. We've actually managed to stay on target in terms of like timing and recording. It's pretty, we haven't gone like over two hours this time. It's really impressive. Yeah, we did, we we did go hard last time. <laughs> we, we did need to we did need to cover a lot. I f- I feel like in this one, if we kept going for that amount of time, we would just we'd be dead at the end our, our mood would have gone so far downhill uh maybe we would have had a fight i mean we can if you want i'm sure i can think of something <laughs> uh no i'd, I'd rather not do that okay yeah Come that's that yeah, maybe that's we settle it like quote men and end quote and 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 have a physical fight instead just get it all out you know done no need to 
spit mm. words. Let's just, you know, throw a couple of um, right hooks. Is that what it is? Yeah. You can that's, tell I've been, what in, I've, heard. Yeah. I've been in a fight before. Can you tell? Absolutely. Uh, well, one of us will have to drive to the other. Um, so, yes. I mean, it's going to take about three hours. So mm. it's up to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, How, we can I, set, up, set a place in the Here's middle. a question. Hmm. No, that's true. Yeah, we'll, we we will meet in Birmingham. Um, how long did it take you to get to London to go to the Fender showroom? Oh, good question. I thought it was going to be like, <laughs> how many fights have you been in? <laughs> the answer is zero. You can answer that too if you want. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quick, easy. Um, the, uh, to London for for me from where I am, it take we went on the coach because um, I'm not driving to London, middle of London, um, and it took. It normally takes about three hours, and oh. it, it took just um. Uh, I think it took like two and a half this time. We left like seven a.m. to get there, and we did like a bit of dawdling around in London whilst we were there as well. Um, but yeah, it 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 wasn't didn't feel too bad. I could entertain myself pretty pretty easily. Um, I normally just like take the switch with me or something, but this time I think I was watching YouTube videos on the whole way and listening to podcasts, so it flew by. Um, how long? How long does it take for you to get to London normally? Um, if I got a train, under three hours. Really? Uh, yeah, because the train just goes. It goes. It goes to Manchester. Then I think it stops at Stoke, maybe, or somewhere near Birmingham. I think it hits Birmingham, and then it goes straight to Milton Keynes, then straight into London Euston. Wow. Because there's so that... many people who do Manchester to London for work. Yeah. So for, for Bivneth. Um, <laughs> but driving, uh, I've never driven to London. I've driven to kind of like High Wycombe, Marlow. I've driven to like that area. Mm. from manchester and that took about three and a bit okay okay so it's not yeah, yeah. google just putting in manchester to london uh google is saying f just under four hours mm. by the okay, m6 yeah, and the m1 yeah that probably sounds about right really i mean i'm driving i'm I, I only recently found out that Oxford is actually nowhere near london <laughs> no not at all i thought I it mean, was it next is, door but... I mean, it's There's kind no, of well, halfway between Bristol and London. Yeah, it's but kind it's, of like you know, it's. It, I thought it was literally like next door. You know, like Houses of Parliament, Oxford. <laughs> this is where all the people, the smart people, go. They go to Oxford in Lo and then to work in London, right? Right next. That's what door. I thought. They just they graduate, they cross the road, and they ruin the country. I mean, <laughs> um, sorry, what? See, uh, see more on Chris's Twitter. Oh, yeah, no, do not follow me on Twitter. Just don't bother. <laughs> um, trust, trust me, there's a hammer and a sickle. I wonder if you can tell the people where they can follow you, Chris. Where would you like to send them? Uh, yes, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, that guy on base. You can also follow me on TikTok, that guy on base as well. Uh, I'm going to let you in on a spoiler. Um, everything I post on Instagram, I just post on TikTok as well. <gasps> Don't really use it that much. Uh, Johnny is playing with a metronome now as we speak. Uh, do you mean this go. kind of TikTok? Slow it down. What BPM is that? That is 148. 
Uh, no, it's faster actually. That was that was 168 more like. Here's 140. Oh. Here's 144. Hmm. That is the bridge to blacken by Metallica. That rhythm. Absolutely. Should we go to 200? Go on. There we go. <laughs> That's the Lovely, new. Thank you. Every interlude is going to be my physical metronome now. There we go. So yes, you can follow me. Prime. Just just stick to Instagram. Just do Instagram. Um, I would like some more subscribers on YouTube. Again, I don't really post videos. I just do the odd short, uh, which is kind of just like the reels for YouTube. But if you fancy it, drop me a subscribe. That'd be nice. You don't really have to. You're not going to get anything for it. Uh, but if you want content, Instagram is where you need to be. How about you, Jonathan Dibble? Well, um, I where where your YouTube is, you know. I'm no, going to start to that again. <laughs> um, where to follow me? Um, you can follow me on in, also on Instagram at Johnny Dibble, where you can also submit your questions on my story posts. Um, and then it's just there on YouTube. Really, you can follow me on TikTok if you want, but it's kind of the same where. I, I post sporadically at the moment on there um, because I I don't know what it is. I've, fa- I've fallen out of the short-form content loop at the minute. Um, yeah, me too. For, for all those long-form lovers out there, um, it's it's Johnny Dibble on YouTube. Um, you might be listening uh, to this podcast on there now. If you are, then give this a like and comment down below. You know What other things you want us to cover in the future on this podcast? What else do you want to see? Um, yeah, subscribe for, for weekly base related content coming out on there. Um, and yeah, that is that is pretty much where you can find me on the interwebs. Um, once again, everybody, thank you so oh, much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.